overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening, and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hi, Hello. Oh, oh hi. I jumped in too quick. You made me nervous it, that you were going to throw it to me, and so I jumped in too fast. We're like, we're five seasons in, and we still don't got this down. No, it's because just before we started recording, you were teasing me that you were going to make me... No, you're going to close us tonight. Oh, no. Y'all be, y'all be ready. Get ready. It's going to be good. Hmm. It's not even going to be a blooper. It's just going to be what happens. Okay, I'm going to be like, Laura, do you want to say something right now? Uh-huh. Okay. Try it. Uh, well, we're super We're super excited to be here. We are super excited because um, we get to do Embarrassment of Riches Live for the very first time um, this year. We're going to be doing that for the Women's Ministry Brunch on August 20th. We hope you guys can join us. It should be super fun for the first time ever. I think it didn't... It, this is th- this is the first time they've had it off-site, so it's not going to be at church. It's at, at a venue in Plano, downtown which is going to be really cool. And it's the first time we've had it in two years. Yes, yes, so yes. very so, exciting. And it's one of my favorite events. I've gotten to know a lot of people that way. It's it's so much fun, but um, we're, we're really excited to get to be a part of it this year um, and to have have you guys there and and uh, just you know like back to back to kind of normal again yes I am also very excited to be on stage in front of a room full of women she, you know there's like there's some part of her that that's like that sarcasm and there's some part of that that that's like absolute truth I know you're you're a complicated person Laura I am she's a complicated person no you 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 summed it up nicely we have a um, very special guest tonight. She is my neighbor, and she is Laura Pace's longtime associate and friend. Yes. Uh, As and, and and by that you mean like this sweet little child thing that like ran child around my church growing up. Yes. yes. And um, I I I would like to introduce to you Amanda Snazzle, as seen on <laughs> Mohawk Mom's Facebook page. <laughs> Okay, so I need you to clarify this for me because you've made this joke a few times. And welcome, Amanda. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. Okay, so sometime long ago, two years, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember Jessica Denny telling a story. And I, I want to believe that it was about Amanda, but I'm not sure. I don't know. So I remember was somebody it a, was it on, a, was it about um, the New York Times uh, talking uh, about our neighborhood? It was, yeah, and it was, was about someone saying like using the term quarantining. Mm-hmm. It was, Amanda and it Snazzle. made people angry. Okay, yeah, that's yep. me. it was Amanda Snazzle. She's, welcome to the podcast, she, Amanda Snazzle. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Amanda Snazzle. Welcome more, to the quarantine. More recently, yes. she may have received a text from me that said, "Amanda Snazzle, dear Amanda Snazzle." <laughs> You are Jessica Denny 10 years ago. <laughs> mm. That's true. It's true. I speak she, truth. She, she always speaks the truth. 
that, that like that's that it, it it she says true things okay i, I, I would try. i i'm I, taking I, mental notes because you and i have decided that we are going to try to enneagram thump her we, by we the are, end of the we night are. one of the things that i love about her and like let's be honest i love about myself <laughs> there is a lot of similarity <laughs> what is uh, i um I, well, I hold myself with tenderness. I'll say that. I like that's a good way uh, to put it. I hold myself with tenderness because I I will never be accused of not saying what needed to be said. Yes. I often will be accused of saying something that could have been held back. You bet. Mm. <laughs> That's my brand. And, yeah, that, yes. And, and versus my husband who has the opposite problem, which yeah. he frequently does not say what we'll he should have said. In, right. He shoves it down deep he like a responsible human. And then there's human. that regret. Down into the left. Right. But that. he will yeah. never say something he shouldn't have. Yeah. Well, that must be nice. It must be nice. <laughs> well, but like Laura and I have said many, 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 many times. And I think Laura does it two to three times a year, and I do it three to four times a year. I don't trust mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't publicly humiliate themselves at least three <laughs> or four times a year. Yep. I just, it's, it's hard oh, yeah. for me because I can't. If I, you I don't can't, want the earth to swallow you whole after something you've said in hindsight, mm. you don't get me. You and again, already I, know I feel that way <laughs> often. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of joking. I actually, I, um, I love the brand of Amanda Snazzle on Facebook, Mom's page, <laughs> no. because. Well, because like it, you've never said anything that I think you shouldn't have said. Okay, uh, I I just love that you just say it. Yeah. I, like you sometimes 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 I'm the keeper of the facts, guys. That's right. Sometimes she's the keeper of the facts. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fact is, <laughs> if a teenage if a teenage volleyball player needs to be corrected or her attitude needs to be adjusted, what's up? Jessica Denny is going to call you out from the sidelines oh, yeah. if your mom and she, dad aren't going to oh, do it. She, uh, did I? Did we talk about that in the podcast? I don't know. Uh, There was this year on Lydia's volleyball team. It was sort of humiliating to me. And also I was like, I also, I was not ashamed at all. I don't know if you can be humiliated and not ashamed at all. You can. Okay. It's like a weird juxtaposition Mm -hmm. that I'm sometimes That's like after I yelled at the janitor at my Yeah, you kind of, it's like, sometimes I'm like, maybe that was just righteousness. You like, but, um, I would just say that there was a somewhat toxic player on Lydia's team that sometimes screamed at people mm-hmm. in a way that was just not cool. Mm-hmm. And she was on the opposite side of the court. And Lydia the, is 15 years old. And Lydia's 15 These right. are not years old. five-year-olds. These are not five-year-olds. She wasn't doing it to my daughter. Um, <laughs> but she was doing it around you. She was doing was it <laughs> in my in my general direct area. Right. And the coaches were on the opposite side of the court. And when she did it, I, I, I literally went, hey, hey. Hey, hey, no, we are not doing that during, in the middle of the game. Yes, like, yes, mm. one million. Absolutely. <laughs> and, then, and then when it came out of my mouth, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, it's already out there. Oh, it's already out there. But and you also, feel that like shame, but you're also like, but also, but we're also, not good doing about that. But also, <laughs> hey, good about hey, that hey, no, yeah. we're not doing that. Yes. Like, well, that's what, when I told you the story about, so there was just a situation at my kid's school. I did not yell at the janitor. That's an exaggeration, but he did yell at Lincoln. Okay. My five-year-old, Ooh. and um, I I did hold my hand up and 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 wag a finger at him a little bit yeah. and said, "This is ridiculous. You cannot act this way mm-hmm. with firmness." And then he yeah. continued to kind of yell at the little boys, and I told him to turn around and go inside, and that we would handle Love it. it. And when I told Jessica Denny, this is the great thing about being Jess's friend because <laughs> she's not going to add extra shame. She said, "Okay." 
I get why you're maybe a little bit embarrassed, but that feels like more of a humble brag. <laughs> Like when so I walked away and I felt good. Yes. I'm like, when I'm telling you about it, it's not a humble brag. It's like, oh gosh. <laughs> One time I when I it. almost got kicked out of a first grade um YMCA basketball game and Kyle wasn't there. Are you and why I, they have those signs. It's like they are children. This is fun. Well, please don't yell. It, like in my defense, it was not like again, it was like a situation like that, that where 12 year old like, was a bad ref. No, I <laughs> I, well, he was an adult ref and I'm like, nope. I mean, all I was saying was like, if you're going to let them, if you're going to let them play that close, you got to call fouls Mm. that like that. And I, but I didn't say it like that. Right. I said it in a scream voice where I'm like, (laughs) if you're going to, hey ref, if you're going to let them play that close, you're going to have to call fouls. My hindsight accounts are always like an irrational And then an old lady yelled at me and then Jill Pringler (laughs) Jill Pringler from church. Y'all might know her. She's mm-hmm. my friend. Jill Pringler from church stood up. And Jill Pringler doesn't get real feisty real often. Oh, I can't even picture her doing oh, that. Oh, don't cross her. Jill, I love you, but I don't want to cross you. <laughs> um, don't cross her. And don't cross her friends. Okay. <laughs> Jill Pringler st- stood up, and she looked at that old lady. This old lady. I would never. And she's like, no, you need to walk away. You need oh, to walk gosh. away right now. Oh, Jill. <laughs> And she was not playing. I was scared. I wanted to walk away. (laughs) But when I got home, I was humiliated and wretched. And when I told Kyle, I was like, "Uh," he's like, how was the volleyball or how was the basketball game? And I was like, Mm. he's like, what did you do? Low point. (laughs) And then I laid on my bed and cried for three hours. I yelled at an old lady. (laughs) Well, I didn't yell at the old lady. I was yelling at at the ref. That's true. And then the old lady scolded you. And the old lady got scolded. Actually, Philip Athey, our other neighbor, has has video of it. Oh, I'll ask. Oh, I need that. I'll ask. Him. I need yeah. that. I don't I know if he them. knows where it is, but there was. We did get we'll to find see. It. Don't we worry. did get to see the video. I'll put like, it on that the was Mohawk when the girls Moms were group. in first grade. When Lydia and Avery <laughs> were in first grade, it was a long time ago. So. I'll share it on Facebook. If it's not on Facebook, it didn't happen. That's well, right. <laughs> nothing. Nothing brings out. I I didn't know what was in me until children's sports. Do Laura, kids, I know we haven't gotten um, to your story. We're just, just oh no, like, wait, wait. But while we're on the YMCA thing, I, like even though I'm the more obnoxious of the two of Laura and I, because she just humble brags about her obnoxiousness. Mm-hmm. Um, who I am. Laura um, has been called out at YMCA basketball games too. This They're tall redhead. <laughs> this was a vicious lie. <laughs> yes. So, so she, there was some foul behavior that Laura did not perform, but was I got accused. accused of, it was not me, but then you also have to take a look at yourself and you're like, Oh, what put me on the radar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I hanging with the wrong crowd? But was it that you're like nearly six feet tall and have long red I, hair? I did I mean, not I do, do the thing. Like that's part of it. I right? did not do the thing, but I, 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 I did not not do I see, anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, know, sometimes she's ashamed that Laura Martin is sitting behind her at a soccer game. Wearing, like, a Be Kind sweatshirt. <laughs> there actually was, the reason she has, the reason Laura Martin has the Be Kind sweatshirt is because I have intentionally stationed myself behind the Martins at sports games oh because gosh. I feel like it'll control me. Uh-huh. To this day, it has not. <laughs> but I keep trying. And there was once where, like, we were next to each other, and the girls on the soccer field were just getting way too rough with one another. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, teaching my child to control what she can control and make good choices and all that stuff, I decided to yell, like, 
I, I always call the ref sir because I feel like it ups my respect. <laughs> sir! Even sir, if they're like 14. Me, that's what I should have said hey, to geez, them. And the I toxic say something volleyball like, player, sir! <laughs> I say something like, sir, you have got to manage what's going on out here. And Laura Martin goes, girls, be kind. <laughs> so her family got her a be kind sweatshirt. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. We handle things differently, Laura I Martin and I, that. in a few that. ways. Oh, it's so relatable. Anyway. Hi, Amanda Snazzle. Hi, guys. As seen on um, Mohawk Mom's Facebook page. Mercy, I have to get off social media now. No, you don't. You don't. Um, Well, okay, why don't you tell us how you know Laura? I think that's interesting. So um, I grew up at the same church as Laura. We were at Fellowship Bible. And uh, the Gene Getz Fellowship Bible, the yes, original. It, yes, he did start that church. He was not there in our no. In it our was, tenure. Um, well, Steve Hickson is—he's like my godfather, but he was the primary pastor that I have recollection of. I was a kid when we moved out to McKinney, but um, my dad was an elder there, and my mom um, was in the women's ministry there, and I sang for the first time there and that was so, my place amanda's dad and i mm-hmm. went on probably anywhere from like five mm-hmm. to nine mission, mission trips, trips to mexico yeah. together yeah and he is one of, was one of my favorite humans yeah he's a good um, one yeah he's awesome and he's the best yeah i remember laura as being just like this ultra cool teenager and i was you know a child, and I a was confused. Laura, a confused child. Laura, did I was you the feel cool like teenager. an ultra cool? Teenager. Oh, oh yes. I thought you were so cool. And yeah. you know what? In hindsight, I was telling your husband when I first connected the dots. I was like, "Oh man, I always thought Laura was so cool." And in my child's mind, you already had your nose pierced when you were in high school. But he was like, "I don't think so." No, I just had that essence. Or maybe you had something like a, a cartilage piercing. And in my mind, I was like, so cool. Yeah. Lydia Lydia recently texted me, Mom, so-and-so has more earring holes than me. I always have the best earring holes. And then oh, I, poor Lydia. She's like, I have to beat her. And, oh, my god! And I said, to be 15. Maybe, when you're, maybe for your 16th birthday, I will let you get your nose pierced. Maybe mm. I will. Who I knows? used to have mine. I and loved it, it. I'm thinking about getting it done again. Oh, no, I was like, but you can't have one of those hoops or that, that pig ring through your nose. Oh, yeah. No those are, I'm out on those. If you go to our church and you have a pig ring, I still I'm like offended you. on behalf of Kalen because when I met him, that's what he had. He had a pig did ring. He? He did. I don't know oh, why. I was, just... it, he had all the great signs of a rebound. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle used to have his eyebrow pierced. Nice. Does that, does that nice. feel true? Does, does not great. feel true. I cannot see it at all. I, I well, love it. His mom, who um, we affectionately refer to as like church lady, mm-hmm. um, she she had she had a wicked sense of humor. She's she is past. She she died right before COVID, but. No. Um, his mom, one time when he still had an earring uh, uh, or whatever, a piercing, eyebrow piercing or whatever, when he he went to go visit her, she had taped like an earring to her eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like to greet him at the door. Aww, that's, that's great. Cute. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I, yeah. So I was like, if you have a subtle one like Laura, mm-hmm. yeah, if you have a subtle, subtle. nose ring, oh, maybe I, think I could, could pull off the little ring but she's also the, the pig ring no this guy okay okay, the okay not the pig age. ring i veto no. you can do that one no, on your own dime on yeah. you can do you that need. on your own dime mm-hmm. in your own time but mm-hmm. not before that if i have so, to sign a paper i'm not doing pig ring you have to sign a paper for no I, yes yes she's a minor she's a minor mm-hmm. she'll have to sign yeah um okay so 
tell us what it was like growing up, what mm-hmm. your family was like, and mm-hmm. and just kind of how faith was treated and how you came to know the Lord. Sure. So um, I grew up in a house of very strong believers, obviously with my dad being an elder, my mom being in women's ministry. So it's funny, I kind of, I listened back to your podcast, Jessica, and I related so much with you saying, you know, there wasn't like a moment mm-hmm. and there wasn't. Um, I've always felt really close to God. I've always felt that we have a really close friendship and my memories of my faith as a child, and it stays with me now, it's really, I've always felt like there was a very open line of communication. Um, and so I've never, ever felt far from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I didn't have a moment where I was like, oh, I believe now. It was just kind of, it has always been true for me, just like, you know, the sun's going to set and it's going to rise. It's just, it's been a part of my life from forever. Um, with my mom being a teacher in, um, in the ministry, I didn't even know really that radio existed because all I ever heard was like her teaching tapes. And mm. so it was just a very much a part of my life. We were at, you know, church every Sunday. My dad was really involved. We were doing mission trips. I got to go on a mission trip as a kid, which mm. I absolutely loved. Um, and I with was my brother trip. as well. Mm-hmm. It was a, the family trip. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, so I, I had the privilege of growing up um, where there was never an absence of God. It was, he's always been a part of my life. Um, and I also have the privilege of, even as an adult, I've never, um, kind of stepped back on that and questioned it. It's always felt true for me. Faith felt really natural, really natural. Yeah. It's just, I, I have a hard time, um, imagining what it would be like to, to question, which is, I recognize an enormous benefit. Um, but I will say that doesn't mean that my whole life is this, you know, rainbows and roses, absolutely like not. Laura, Laura no. predicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I have I not always. I did actually, when I, after you and I talked yesterday, yeah. I called Laura, I, stop. I, I, she's, she's a real person. I'm just talking to her. Like she's real as seen on Facebook mom's page. Okay. <laughs> I, I called Laura because Laura Laura's like I I like because Laura knew you growing up. She's like yeah. I feel like her story is gonna be so squeaky clean. That's and, what I was afraid of because I was gonna like that was what I was gonna give you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> but I was uh, but I was like, well, you were wrong. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't so know. There, I, I don't know if she's literally gonna share the way it. she I'll- started the conversation. <laughs> Well, you were wrong about Amanda. Yeah, you're wrong, girl. <laughs> I didn't say her life has been easy. No, I it's know. also not been squeaky clean. I yeah. would say in in the grand scheme of people's lives, I think I've had a very easy life. I feel like, you know, I was privileged. I had a silver spoon on my I'm going to call BS on that. Well, let me say <laughs> this. Already I'm calling BS on that. Let like me say that. this. I was, it was funny. I was talking to my mom right and that's before no this. Ins- I, mean, I mean, I think you would say that about your own life. I would. And yeah. just like Warren Truesdale, yes. I, I think yes. that Sorry, he, yeah. Warren. he had a story to tell. That's why we said this. That, that Warren's title was, This Is Not Great Radio. <laughs> but I was, <laughs> I was talking to my mom about the women's brunch that's coming up. And she was asking, like, what we were doing and who we were going to... Mm-hmm. Um, be be talking with and um I was saying some of our ideas mm-hmm. and and it was women who've all been through something really big sure and my mom said you know you might consider just having somebody on that's that's kind of lived 
like that they haven't been th- through something no big significant these last trauma or something because in those lives god is still totally moving too right. true gala right. true it is true it gala. is true and it is Hi, I, mean, I think I, I think that that is Does not gala listen she She'll has listened to me. a few. I don't. I hope so. I, don't I mean, if big, your mom's listening to, to yes. Laura, I, I don't make a big sell of it. But, um, but yes, I mean, I know I, I can't even listen, so I don't even ask anyone to listen I to it. I get that. Yeah. That's inc- mm-hmm. incredibly mm-hmm. crazy to me, and I can't. I enjoy it, and I. Kyle like asked me when we were on the trip. I was like listening to like podcasts, yeah, because I because Laura doesn't listen to him, so I have to listen to him back to do the I'm plot the synopsis. And um, Kyle was asking me, like, what are you laughing at? And I was too ashamed to go, myself. (laughs) I'm so charming. (laughs) It's so hilarious. (laughs) I like to tease Kalen. I tickle myself. That he suffers from high (laughs) self-esteem. And I think he and Jess have the same condition. (laughs) I love Kalen. Well, you know what? I told Annie, I told Annie in a freedom prayer that, um, I um I think one of God's gifts to me um and it doesn't it doesn't always track with what 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 my childhood was like but I um I have the confidence of a well-loved child. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I, I like as you should. Yeah. Th- th- but I think that that was I I, sh- I shouldn't have and yeah. God gifted that mm-hmm. to me. Well, that was nice. It, it was, was kind of him. It, it was, was generous of him. Yes. <laughs> and all the, so all that to say I I I I know that that is not your story. <laughs> that is not anybody's story. That right. life has been easy sure. and downhill. Ain't all none the of way. us get through sure. this without getting beat up. Exactly. A little. That's right. You're gonna have some bumps and bruises. But I, I maybe did stereotype your pretty face <laughs> and oh. your pretty parents, and and thought like, well, <laughs> everything's great. Guess over we can there. talk about how easy Amanda's life has been. <laughs> No, I did not say those words. She did not say those words, but I, uh, but, 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 but she was like, we might have to dig deep. <laughs> no, she, yeah. Well, I get, I'm glad to know that my heart exterior is mm-hmm. really, it's yeah, working. you're, you're really masking well. I love that. Okay, I have fooled so, you. I think that is a, a bridge. Sure. Um, uh, can you tell us, cause so, so faith was not something, faith was something that you were like. Like I said, I often suspect that it wasn't mm-hmm. quite my story in the sense that I didn't necessarily understand grace my whole life or mm-hmm. uh, right. like, but, um, I don't have a perceptible moment of like right. when no. I came to faith, Mm-mm. I just, cause I kind of always sort of believed that. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the way it kind of gripped me and I was like, Oh, wait a really second. Clicked yeah. sure. It really clicked in. It really clicked in. Um, but it wasn't like Billy Graham said something and I was like, now I believe no, like, exactly. I, cause I never really didn't not believe, exactly. you know, yeah. even though I wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't have said I was a Christian before I was like 18 years old. Right. But, um, oh gosh, I lost the thread, the thread. Oh, but, um, uh, what I was going to say was even though, even though you always sort of believed, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us about a time where like faith became real, faith became hard, a, a time where God had to show up for you? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I would say most recently, just as a, just a very recent one that I think of, um, was becoming a mom. Mm. Um, it's not that recent. She has a almost first grader. <laughs> 
ouch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still have a baby. He's three. Um, but He's yeah, the cutest so thing in the land. They're the best and they're perfect and wonderful. But I want to pick them up and put them in my pocket. <laughs> eat them with a spoon. I love those Nazzle kids. I want to eat them with a spoon and suck them up with a straw. They are very cute. Well, I will say one thing that I always knew, um, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. And I always knew I was going to be really good at it. And I always knew I wanted a boy and a girl. And I knew I wanted two. And it was going to be great. And everything's going to be perfect, just like Laura thinks. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> just like Laura thinks. Um, That's the title of just podcast. Like it looks in just every like picture. Laura and thinks. things were cruising along with some bumps. But um, when I became a mom, what I found myself in was in pretty significant, especially after Don't my Don't tell son her Wilson. about your perfect job situation either. I won't. Okay, I won't. She'll just puke in her mouth. Okay. No. She'll puke in her mouth. So I had my daughter, Ava Rose, and things were still going well. She's brilliant. She's bright. She's very easy. And I was like, that's because I'm so good at this. Mm-hmm. Then I had Everyone Wilson. thinks that with their first child. They're either, they are either yes. redeemed by their second yes. child or they uh, are humbled by their second uh, child. I had Wilson. Humbled. And I was so violently humbled. I still have Wilson. I'm ghost handing you on that. It was so bad. Uh, But so I found myself really struggling with postpartum depression, anxiety, a lot of anger. Um, And I feel like becoming a mom kind of unlocked a piece of my brain of all of these fears of inadequacy. I'm not good at this. I don't know how to be good at this. Um, and I've always, if I just label all the boxes, they'll then just it'll get the stuff, better the stuff. The kids will put the yes, stuff back in the boxes. I struggled so what hard. What happens when your daughter, well, your firstborn does it. And then that second kid, it's like, doesn't, but I'm just like <laughs> right? relating. I'm relating to that so deeply because I, I think we did come from somewhat similar families. Mm-hmm. Our parents stayed married. Yes. Like they genuinely, generally liked each other yeah. and I got along with my brothers and yeah. Becoming a mom, I thought, yeah. I'm going to be really good at this. Yeah, it rocked me. And then you have those first few experiences of like, oh, I mm. thought people were crazy. When is this the carnival they said, story? Is don't, this the carnival? No, this is the, this is the story of like, I thought people were crazy. If I'm getting really dark, I thought people were crazy when they said, don't shake the baby. I'm like, who would shake a baby? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And then you're, you're and in you this have moment a baby where and you're like, like oh, I need to crying. remember to not shake oh, this my baby. And you're like, oh, I wonder if shaking you would make you stop crying. <laughs> You're like, yes, I need to set the baby down. Laura, in yes. no way will shake a baby. No, no. I will not shake a baby. She Never shake a baby. Shake a baby. But she's done but the there math were times on that. Where I was like, Hey, we're gonna circle oh, back is... on babies and shaking after this. We turn the mic off, and I'm gonna just tell Amanda Snazzle, as seen on Facebook Mom's page, I'm gonna tell her about the warning that you gave me one time about this podcast, and now you're talking about shaking babies. <laughs> I am saying, Laura doesn't shake babies. She, she might yank Lincoln up by the arm oh and drag him down the, down the aisle at church, but she is Ed not shaking a baby. Okay. I was accused of it. It was not that. No, yeah, I never Bible shook study. a baby. A I never shook a baby, yeah. but there were moments where I was like, oh, I didn't know this level of like impatience was in yes. me or this, yeah. this level of entitlement Absolutely. to like yes. well-behaved things, yeah. like children and things yeah. going my way. Impatience is my... Number one struggle. I saw a TikTok Number video. One. I saw a TikTok video a couple of weeks ago that was like things I thought that would be fun to do with my kids, and and things that really are. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them was like baking with my children, and I like I was like in tears, like laughing so hard because I'm like I literally thought that would be fun. One million percent. Oh, I I thought that would be fun, and instead it's like I'm having a mini stroke over here. No, I, this is why I, I like I trying to even, sneak. 
I can't yeah. even bake it with a, my 15 year old. No. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can't I bear to watch her so cut differently. tomatoes. Yes. I can't bear yes. to watch her cut a tomato. It's right. just like, I can't. Oh, before I've I became, walk away. Before I, I became away. a mom. Hold me, Jesus, hold me. <laughs> Before I became a mom, I'm like literally leading parenting groups as a yes. part of my tr- a part of my training. Sure, and and then you like have a kid. shocked, shocked that they can't come up with 30 minutes a week to have a special playtime. Like, uh, what are y'all doing? Uh, and appalled that they're using snacks uh, to like comfort <laughs> for their children. And what? And using TV as a babysitter. Oh, I, oh my Don't gosh. even listen. Okay, I don't, am Amanda co-parenting Snazzle. with Dora the Explorer. Oh, you're going to oh, She's wonderful. Dora the Explorer you. was my best friend. No, she is Don't awesome. even listen to her. Amanda Snazzle, don't even listen to this perfect, um, like, Pinterest mom that's, like, doing, <laughs> I like. I can't. That, that's doing, like, stain, stained glass chalk Turn art with her mic. kids during I'm done COVID. with this like, interview. Don't even, don't even listen to her. <laughs> and then she's like, I feel like I'm such a bad parent. I'm giving my kids Cheez-Its. And I'm like, Cheez-Its are a healthy snack. I, I'm like, what are you talking primary about? Primary food group. Like, what are you even talking about? I remember sending y'all pictures. Oh my gosh, I'm tickled now. I remember She's, sending she y'all won't pictures. Be la- she won't be laughing because she won't listen to herself back. If she no. listened to herself back, she would laugh hilariously like I do at myself. I remember sending Annie and Jess pictures of like my kids doing Bible <laughs> You got to go back on the mic and stop doing, laughing. Doing Bible Lego vignettes. <laughs> she did. She did Bible Lego and vignettes. And you were like, you've lost all credibility <laughs> as one of my people. I'm like, You're I now, used to oh, think, remember whenever that time when I talked about how Annie was like one of like my kindred spirits, but you thought I was talking about you. And then I like humiliated you because I said that like, That's no, I knew I was about, your people. That, no, I was talking about Annie. <laughs> But now I'm like, I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> With my Lego Bible vignettes. Oh my gosh, we have got to get back on track. Okay, oh, sorry. I love it. I love it. Oh, a time. Okay, a time. Okay, uh, yes, parenting yeah, yeah. With Dora so parenting was, yes. So parenting was very difficult son, for your me. Your son's name is Wilson. 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 And, yes. And so when you had Wilson, mm-hmm. that threw you for a loop. It did. And I think what I... What I discovered was one, parenting is not um, super easy and it didn't come super easy for me. Mm-hmm. Part of that was that parenting really exploited my enormous gap in the makeup of who I am, which is where the patient should be. There's mm-hmm. just nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I really was unaware of. Um, and so having Ava, I still didn't feel like it was exposed because it was two parents to one kid. But then having Wilson, I was like, oh my gosh, like... I am just not built for this. And I'm not so, built for the zone defense. I'm not. And I really struggled, um, had a whole lot of guilt. Like, I mean, there was multiple days where I called Justin at work and I was like, you need to come home because mm. this isn't gonna, this is not going well for either of us. I got to get out of here. I can't even look at these kids. Like, it was just really difficult. I'm going to shake them like Laura. I'm going like, to shake, shake them like a salt shaker. Like I'm going to shake them like Laura yes. shook Lincoln at church. Right. And you know what? The thing is that I, when I took a step back and I realized what was really going on, it's that uh, I let parenting just become, a, it consumed me. It was who I was. And so now with the benefit of hindsight. She's not a seven. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're making we're making guesses on what okay. her enneagram number is, and I'm like all this all this. I don't know like, either. I'm not a seven. If you, if well, you if at any point you thought that might be your identity, you ain't a seven. I, I well, and at the I'm risk of sounding at the risk of sounding Christianese or being accused of Christianese, mm-hmm. it is so easy for that to become an idol. Oh, totally. Like me being good at this, me and being purpose driven. 
and purpose driven. Me being good yeah. at this, me being this successful, is how my children are behaving yes. in public. Oh like, my gosh. That it was that my identity. It was so easy to become mm-hmm. an idol for me yes. as a measure of who I am, my identity, mm-hmm. my like value, how I felt about mm-hmm. myself, like how I thought I was reflected in other people's perception. Definitely. Of me, all of those things. Definitely. Parenting brought to the surface. Yeah. And, you know, of my girlfriends from college, I was on the the starting end of starting families. And so I also felt like I was kind of a trailblazer and that they were checking in on me and it needed to be easy and it needed to go well. And, um, so I didn't really talk to anybody about it except for my husband, Justin, and I called my mom and she would come and make me like go out on walks. Um, but I had a really hard time there. And like I said, I feel like I realized that I had completely lost myself and that, all of the people who knew Amanda as a child wouldn't recognize me now. Mm. All the people who knew Amanda in college wouldn't recognize me now. And I was like, but like, who am I though? And I really didn't know because I wasn't Amanda on 6th Street in Austin anymore. Mm. And I wasn't Amanda, Jim and Joy's little girl singing at, you know, Fellowship Bible on, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas Eve anymore. And I wasn't James Roberts' little sister anymore. And I didn't know who I was. And I was just like this woman in a dark room strapped to a breast pump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I don't like this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a really hard time. But I think to answer your question, I think God showed up in a huge way um, by moving us to this neighborhood. Um, and I I didn't have any community around me. And something that you know about me, um, I am really big on inclusivity. I like a diverse group of people around me. I like a big community of people around me. I don't like to hang out with people that look and act and talk and sound and think just like I do. And I find that very off-putting. It is not, it's not for me. It's not my brand. Um, But I had nobody around me. And so in my time in this neighborhood, I have developed and cultivated a group, a really diverse group. And part of that group was women that are, one of my best friends, Melissa Nolf, she's 13 or 14 years older than me. And she has become an extremely close friend and confidant. Um, And so I think the way God showed up is he peopled my life. And it it just we hadn't been block, people, don't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's unbelievable. It's, it's for us old uh, for us old moms, and I guess our, <laughs> the old mom is def- defined by our kids' age more than our <laughs> it ages is. Sometimes. It is, yeah, but, big kids. Um, but but it is it's sweet for us to yeah. see um, to see the these young moms and yeah. and, and rem- remember where we were. Yeah, you know. Yeah seven it's, years ago or you it's know, amazing it's, yeah it's it's, it's, it's really it's one of those block. things I could have never saw it coming when we house shopped in this neighborhood we had just finished renovating our house I mean this is a great Heights. neighborhood but this block I'm, I know it's truly it's this it's this street it's this house that I'm in but we we moved out of necessity we moved in like a heartbeat like we were like we'll see what happens and then I got pregnant instantly with Wilson and we were like well we don't we can't stay in this house my brother was building a house one street over from where we live. And he said, hey, there's this house. It's a street over. No one's going in it. I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's bigger than the house you're in. And so we came and looked at it. I immediately turned they my had nose weird up. Ups. They had weird updates. It was weird. And it smelled <laughs> like an old folks home. Because and it had been an old folks home. It basically mm-hmm. had been a functioning old folks home. But so I turned to Justin and I'm like, not a chance. You know, I'm like 12 weeks pregnant. I was like, no way. 
I like sobbed when he tried to convince me that I wanted this house. <laughs> he won. We got the house. He was right. You're welcome, <laughs> Justin. But um, I resisted so hard coming here. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't get the allure. I don't well, understand this like, house. I've been, I've been resisting making a comment of you talking about diversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of our, because of Given our neighborhood, the neighborhood sure. that maybe you moved into. So let me explain so that my might diversity have been a hard there. Sell. That might okay. have been a hard sell so for you if you my, wanted diversity. Here's my diversity. But what I mean by diverse is I, you're right, we're in a community that is, it on the outside is not very diverse. Um, but in my immediate friend group, um, I have, aside from age diversity, um, we have a huge diversity in faiths and lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a huge diversity, um, and opinions on social issues. And, um, I've got extremely close friends that, um, are diverse in the genders of people that they love. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I need that. And I, for me, Everybody's um, not a cookie cutter of her. Well, and, and, and to her my, like, yeah. and what exactly. I was saying is like, maybe you moving into this neighborhood because for yeah. sure there's, I mean, people that look alike are diverse from one another. Sure. But looking at this neighborhood from the outside, oh, in, I'm certainly. sure that might've been a hard sell it, for you. Like, it absolutely was. And so in. you bet I moved in and I like rooted around and I was like, okay, I've met some Jewish people. That's good. That's good. Okay. So, mm-hmm. and so is agnostic. I'm into it. I'm into mm-hmm. it. Like I was like, <laughs> I want a group that um, I I want like a tiny miniature representation of the world the mm-hmm. world in my circle, and so for me to kind of you know fly off the handle a little bit when we landed at Dallas Bible, we had been attending um, a different church for a really long time, and Justin and I attended that church prior to getting married. I attended that church when I was single. Um, and then we attended it even when Ava Rose was born, we were there and I keep saying attended, um, because we made a conscious decision to not plug in Hmm. and, um, I made a conscious decision to not ever audition to be on the worship team, even though I felt like that was where God wanted me. I mean, for my whole life, I've known Mm -hmm. that that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I felt called to do. And that was my ministry. Um, but we were there because their music was great. And Justin and I are both musicians. And so it was like a fly on sticky tape. We couldn't pull away. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we had children and as I started evaluating the way I want my kids brought up and the world that they're being brought up in, regardless of what I think about that world, the, the time that God appointed them to live on this rock is now. Mm-hmm. And this is what it looks like now. And so how am I going to raise them on this rock right now? Mm-hmm. And um, I did not feel like the church that we were attending before um, was a good representation of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like to equip o- them. O- ostrich yeah. with a head in the sand. Yeah. Like not. A, yeah. Like it not was not going to, to equip them in the way that I am uh, really committed to equipping them. And, um, it's a wonderful church. I have a ton of friends there in my very close circle. I have friends there. I have family members there. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a great place is not the place for me. Um, and it is not the place, um, that I feel like is gonna speak to my kids in, in the language that I'm using. Mm-hmm. And I want my kids to have really consistent messaging about the way we treat people, what we think about things, um, what the scripture says about things, but then how how do we 
What's act our that attitude? Out? Because because what right. Scripture says about things yeah. might say one thing, but that absolutely, that's not all. But how are we going to treat each other? Yeah, how are we going to treat each other? Knowing that, and I think it's really special that as Christians we have the benefit of having this book with the answers like Aaron was talking about on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like we have the instruction manual. If only there was a book. Yes. There was a book. So as Christians, we have the benefit of having that book, but I think, uh, it's, it's the discernment part and it's mm-hmm. the, okay, but how are we going to use that to, you know, we need to be a light where we're bringing moths in. Um, and I think that there's, there's some trouble. I think that a lot of us have a really hard time figuring out how to be honest and how to live in the truth and how to know the truth and practice the truth, but not um, make that something that keeps other people from finding Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think because of my really diverse friend group that I've always liked to keep, I can look at people who I love so dearly, people that I love the same way I love my brother and my parents and my children and my husband, and I can see where they've been slighted by the big C church. Mm-hmm. And I can see why they won't walk into a church Mm -hmm. and it is devastating. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, that's kind of my like personal mission is that I'm not gonna, I'm not going to perpetuate that. Well, Well, to me, it, it also, it keeps, I'm, I'm just going full Christianese tonight. Go for it. It keeps God on the throne. Like it Mm -hmm. just, it keeps God as God. She's on. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't make social issues your god it doesn't right. make being with right. like-minded people your god it doesn't right. make living right and i'm using air right. quotes your god like obviously right. you subscribe to uh, the bible and faith that right. that says there's ways of living there's mm-hmm. personal convictions that make your life better mm-hmm. yeah that you make bet. your walk with god better he has a but best that plan doesn't, for you that's not on the the right well throne. I, one of the yeah. things i i i think i have often like felt in scripture Mm -hmm. is that like we're we are called many 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 times to to be like jesus love each other we are rarely called to be the holy spirit amen and the holy spirit oh he does stuff yeah but it's it's a little bit more fun to be the holy spirit right like to convict to like to be the judge and the jury the judge and the jury like right but it's like what we're called to do is to be Jesus. Nobody asked you. We introduce <laughs> like, right, but, but I mean, yeah. I, I think I think our job as the church, yeah. and, and as the church, I mean, like the the, the body of Christ. Right. Like, are we we are called to be Jesus? Yes. And then we let Jesus. Yeah. Like we introduce people to Jesus, mm-hmm. and then we let the Holy Spirit do, do the His whole, work. Do right. His work. But like, who is at His table? Yeah. If you're if you're sitting at a table with a bunch of people that are already, um, and I'm not saying it's not important to have Christian community. It's extremely important to have Christian community. But if you're sitting at a table of people who we're all just kind of in confirmation bias, nodding our head, Mm -hmm. and we're all agreeing about, yeah, that sin's definitely worse than the other sin. It's like, well, that's not biblical. All of that, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's furthering the kingdom. I don't think it's expanding the kingdom. Um, and it's easy when your friend group is a circle of people who are saved um, to not really care about that. But when you're dealing with people and when you love people and when you intimately know people, not, not, Oh, we're in the same pickup line. Like we, our kids go to the same school. No, when you're intimately close with people who you're worried about their salvation, you start really caring about the way 
um, that that other people are mm-hmm. are representing the church and are representing God and talking about other people and their choices and um, you know it's it's a difficult thing for me because I I recognize I know that it's biblical that I um, I should share the gospel and I should speak the truth to people and I there is some there is obviously importance and value in helping people uh, be convicted in sins or there, all of that is true. But my personal feeling, um, the way that I feel like I'm called to, to love on those people around me is that it's kind of like you said, Jessica, um, nobody asked me what I think about Mm -hmm. your choices because I am a person. I am a sinner. I sin every day and your salvation has nothing to do with me. <laughs> and it's really between you and God. And so if I, I am can, not a changer of hearts and minds, I'm not. And if I can just be, if my life in any degree at all can be a witness to you in any way, even if that witness is just to be like, Oh, maybe the church isn't so bad. <laughs> that's it. That's mm-hmm. my deal. Like sure. that, that might be all well, I'm used and, for. And, and I think, you know, I, I recently had to have a conversation with Lydia with like a talking about like friends choices. Yeah. And one of the, like some of some friends, some friends I feel like lead her down mm-hmm. the, of the path I want her to go. And yeah. some friends don't necessarily lead her down the path sure. I want her to go. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, it's so important to me. Like I was mm-hmm. like, because like, I, I honestly believe like, like God has placed you in these friendships mm-hmm. with these people for mm-hmm. a reason mm-hmm. and for, with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not solid, that's the like, thing. If you're not it's so- swimming in the deep end, people. Uh, right, 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 <laughs> I, I, right. I was like, there, I was like, I, there are some core friendships that I have, some 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 beautiful friendships that mm-hmm. I have with people that I know that that's ordained by God and mm-hmm. that I'm in their life. I know that I'm in their life as for a tool a reason, yeah. and for, as a reason. Um, but if I didn't have Laura and I didn't have Annie mm-hmm. and I didn't have yes. Alicia and I didn't oh, have, yeah. you know, some of my college friends that were like, mm-hmm. uh, like I, it's, you need that grounding force. I need, mm-hmm. I need that grounding force yeah. so that I remember who I am. Yes. And yeah. I remember who I ultimately am. Exactly. And I don't become Right. I don't just start straying. I don't start straying. Right. Um, yeah. But, um, but, but anyway, I, th- I, I just think, I think that's really, I think that's really cool. And, and, and again, I, I, I think that's, I think that's godly. I think that's what we're yeah. supposed to do. And then we wait on timing. We, we, exactly. what, what we do, we, we, we be like Jesus and then we wait on the Holy Spirit. And, exactly. and sometimes he tells us, Hey, say something. Hey, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, say and when those opportunities and come up, you, you one must thing jump. I know mm-hmm. is Amanda Snazzle, I've seen I'm on Mohawk <laughs> Facebook page, she going to say something when the yeah. well, he says, he, say says he says, say something. And sometimes he says, like, unity. Yeah. yeah. Unity, even well, if you, yeah, unity doesn't mean 100% agreement. No. Are you, are you going to Ronald Reagan quote us? <laughs> if you're 80% my friend, you're not my enemy. <laughs> Well, but you know, I think it's, it's a good point. And I think at the end of the day, if you were going to spark notes, the Bible into a single word, I think the word, I think most Christians would, well, we got a lot of words. We got grace, Mm -hmm. we've got redemption, we've got forgiveness, but I think love is at the Mm -hmm. core of that. 
And it's almost like it's one of the first two yeah. commandments. Isn't that strange how that works out that way? It's almost like you knew what he was doing. Mm. Um, but I feel really strongly that, um, that, yeah, that that's the way that uh, I'm called to live in relationship with people is really understanding um, it's, you know, my daughter is a little brilliant firecracker. Um, and since she's been about 18 months, who goes by Ava Rose, Ava or Rose, Rosie, Rosie, Tootie, Toots, <laughs> all of it. I only, I exclusively call her Rosie. I, because she looks like a Rosie and is a Rosie, but since she was a little kid and she would tell you the same thing. And so would Wilson, the word that I say in her house all the time is we're not going to be exclusive. We're an inclusive people. Snazzles are inclusive. Um, and it's just really important to me and that that filters into everything. The more the merrier. If you want to mm-hmm. be in our soccer team, we'll make room. If you want to be in our adventure princess team, we're going to make room. If you Widen wanna, the circle, girl. Widen yeah. the circle. If you want to sit at my table, come grab a chair. I am, um, that's my deal. That's the, that's the hill I will die on. Now, inclusivity. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a sharp left turn. Let's do it. Hang I, on. I felt one coming. You mm. felt one coming. We're doing a short left, sharp, sharp left turn. Well, I, I, I think I know which way you're turning, and I have a way to segue it smoothly. Oh, no try, way. Go for so it and let's try. try. Me. Here's what I was thinking. You said earlier mm-hmm. that... Um, Earlier on the podcast or earlier in our previous I'm not sure, honestly. We've, we've, taken, we've done a lot we've been in around. this time together, mm-hmm. um, but... You said that you are like fiercely protective. Yeah. And you draw pretty firm boundaries. I do. Right. But you're also inclusive. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it feels like there could be some friction. For sure. In those things. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me, us, a mm-hmm. little bit just kind of about where the firm boundaries, mm-hmm. the, the the protectiveness sure. yeah. came from? and um, Yeah. So... Um, as I said before, I was raised in a really great, really intact I could have done that in a left-hand turn. <laughs> I could, I, like, we'd have gone on two wheels. She was real mm-hmm. gentle. Um, <laughs> but I was raised in a great family, very intact family in the church. Um, and But, you know, it wasn't perfect, and things went south in some regards. And when I was about my daughter's age, when I was in mm. probably kindergarten or first grade, um, I was sexually um, molested by a family friend. And he, um, was a much, much, much older, um, kid. He was not like a father, but he was a friend of mine, um, her much, much, much older brother. And, um, so it's kind of interesting. I'll kind of circle back to how this all came out in the first place was that before I did this podcast, um, I was telling Jessica, you really don't want to have me on this podcast. I really don't have anything to say. I don't have a story I can share. I don't feel comfortable talking about the story that, you know, because when she asked me, do you have a story? This, of course, immediately comes to the front of my mind. Um, Because whether I like to admit it or not, because I'm very tough, I'm very strong. um, It has colored my whole existence. Um, But so it came to mind, but I was like, well, I can't talk about that without jeopardizing relationships in my life. And the relationship that came to mind to me was, of course, the relationship with my parents um, and the relationship with my mom, who is my best friend. I talk to her an obnoxious amount of times a day, probably eight to ten times every single day. Um, She's the first. I talk to her when my coffee's brewing. So we're extremely close friends. But I was really worried that talking about that um, would make her feel uncomfortable And the reason I felt that way is because my perception of that story was that, you know, five, six-year-old Amanda came home from a sleepover, told mom and dad, 
hey, so-and-so's older brother did this to me, and um, then nothing happened. And that is the memory that I have. And in so you walked away from that feeling not protected. Yeah. I felt like the people like in, it didn't matter. Right. I felt like the people that were in my life to protect me, um, not that there was nothing anybody could have done to prevent it from happening. There is, there's no way that they could have known that there was a predator and a lurkin. There was no, no way they could have known, but I, I really didn't, I couldn't make sense of it. And so what happened as a result of that is my entire life, my like broken brain was trying to create a narrative to explain that. And so the narrative that pieced together and then the confirmation bias that I created as a result of that was that, um, one, what happened was shameful and embarrassing. And two, we weren't going to talk about it because it wasn't just shameful and embarrassing for me. It was shameful and embarrassing for the family. And so that was the story that I wound up because I was like six, you know, I didn't know. I really didn't understand why until 24 hours ago until 24 hours ago. So you kind of walked away from that going, shove this down deep. You bet. Don't talk about Mm -hmm. it can't talk about it Mm-mm. not even to the safest people Mm-mm. it's embarrassing love you and care about you right. and you have a great relationship and what's which that feels like it must have been complicated too oh yeah because the things you knew of your parents and oh, continued you to know of oh, your my, parents did not great. line up uh-uh. with what and you what's even crazier is i can point to 10,000 other instances in my life where there were perceived slights or actual slights when I was a kid and I was in my mom's care where my mom like jumped in and like went for the jugular. She like, was Amanda Snazzle as seen on Facebook. Yeah. Mom. Like I didn't come from nowhere. Okay. <laughs> and so it was very confusing for me until 24 hours ago. Um, because I was like, man, it's so weird that you cared so much about, um, you know, that so-and-so started a rumor about me that had no implications or that so-and-so didn't invite me to a sleepover and you really took that personally and you really jumped in there for me or that that teacher was acting this way. I'm like, she would be like, nope, my daughter's like a good kid. She doesn't deserve to be treated this way, blah, 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 blah. And all of my life, I always felt that support and I always knew that my mom would like absolutely put her neck out there. And so I, I could never reconcile reconcile it huge thing yeah I was like and so the narrative went she's making up for it she knows it was wrong and so she's going to go to bat for me so intensely as a way Mm. making up for it instead of just talking about it and so that was the story forever um and so Jessica called me and was like, you got to do this podcast. And I was like, no way. Not mm-hmm. going to talk about that. Uh, we don't talk about that. It's like Voldemort. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody talks about that. Even, you know, there's been times when I was, you know, within the last 10 years where my brother was finally like, whatever did happen? Like, I never mm. really knew. It was just, shh, nobody talked about it. Um, and so Jessica was like, you know, does anything come to mind? And I was like, well, I have some sexual abuse. Um, but I can't talk about it. And so I got off the phone with Jessica. She was like, you need and to you pray about it. And you felt like you couldn't talk about it because in a it way would you felt like it would explode our relationship. It would out under the- us. And it would, in my mind, I was like, this is going to out this whole situation and wound my mom and wound my mom. And mm-hmm. I'm not willing to do that. Um, like I said, we're extremely close. 
my mom does not deserve to be wounded. And on top of that, even if all of this that I had wound up in my head was reality, we, I have made huge mistakes and my mom has done far more good in my life than bad. And so and to also, your point, to yeah, your forget point earlier to, as once you become a mom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're far more yeah. compassionate. And Absolutely. Forgiving. Everyone is just someone's child. Of, and you realize of mistakes that. that your mom has yep. made because like yep. I nothing has made me I mean I always knew yes. I wasn't perfect but like it really drove But it, it really hits home. I yeah. I you, you s- didn't realize like that your mom was having a to person? will herself not to shake you. Right. I, I did not. <laughs> yes. I mean I jury's out she could have. I know. I mean true. I literally had to will myself not to shake someone in the last 2 weeks. So <laughs> you know, they're true, 11 though. and 15 You but become a parent like, and you realize I wanted to shake you. that your parents are people. And I have discovered that. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to explode this relationship. I'm not going to go on a podcast and say something that would be disparaging. So, but she was like, we'll pray about it because, you know, telling the truth, telling the truth is always going to be, you know, it's always Mm going to be a good thing. It's never going to hurt anybody. But I also said, always tell the truth. Mm-hmm. not all the truth needs to be told that's mm-hmm. true she I was did. like there is a way we can delicately that's do this right. and I was like I don't know my mom listens to the podcast <laughs> so I you being out. who you are yes so me being who I am I immediately consulted my crew um and I have a diverse set of feedback I'm getting back I have some people saying don't touch it with the 10 foot pole I have some people saying Tell it all, tell it all, out them. And then I have some, you can do it delicately. You don't have to have names, blah, blah, blah. Um, But ultimately, my best friend is my mom. So I called her and I was going to kind of play stupid a little. And I was like, yeah, you know, Jessica, Denny, and Laura, they want me to be on this podcast. And uh, Jessica told me that they really want to hear really like my story and I don't really feel the like struggle. I have a story yeah. of any kind of struggle. I don't have anything really to add to the conversation. And um, my mom was kind of like, yeah, yeah, what are you going to talk about? You don't really have anything to talk about. And I was like, well, I can There's think just- of one thing. And I said, you know, this guy's name. And she just kind of got quiet and said, well, you know, we've never really talked about that as an adult. And I was like, well, you know, we talked about it when I was in college, surely, like I know it's come up because when I get hot, I get spicy and I will just kind of be like, go for the jugular. And so I'm like, there is no way that I have not brought this up in a way that's made it clear to you that there's some feelings there. Mm -hmm. And, um, she said, well, you know, but you were really angsty. So, you know, like you're a teen. Yeah. You're a teen, you know, like we're all throwing low blows when you're a teenager and I'm not proud of it. But I was like, yeah, but you know, from my perspective, then she said, well, you know, what is it? You know, what is it? Is it, or you said something about maybe like feeling some resentment. Yeah. I said, well, it, it created a lot of resentment and it wasn't so much what that person physically did to me. Um, but it was all of the aftermath of that. And it was the, the way that I was made to feel by it, which was completely enveloped in shame, humiliation, and then resentment. And my mom just kind of listened and was like, okay, I could see that. And I said, you know, cause y'all didn't do anything. And, um, then I learned at 34 years old, when this happened to me, and I was like six, uh, that they did do something. And 
for whatever reason, and I can think of a million reasons why you probably wouldn't share with a six-year-old that you're having meetings with elders and talking about sexual molestation with men and families that your daughter knows and loves and feels safe with. But nobody chose to tell me, and that's fine, but um, my parents did immediately um, meet with our pastor, who was extremely close to us, who I vacationed with forever, and who married me and Justin. His wife sold me this house on Comanche. Um, and they did. They took it really, really, really seriously. And they didn't tell me because they didn't want to. They were afraid that talking about it would humiliate me. And them it not was a talking about time it is what we said. Yeah, it was a different think. time. It's yeah. so true. But them not talking about it humiliated me because I was like, "Oh, this is this is me. I it's did shame. something We're really bad here." We're not talking about because it's a secret. It's, yeah, it's a secret. It's bad. It's embarrassing. And in my mind, I was like, "It's it's more important to them to save face on this, to maintain this relationship in the community, and we'll just kind of we just won't we just won't sleep over there if we can help it." Mm. And that's how I thought it was. Um, and so in the last 24 hours, I learned that that's not what happened, um, that they did consult their community. Their community said, yeah, you absolutely have to, to move on this. Um, and then within a week, uh, the father of that family got transferred and they moved out of state. Mm. And as a kid, I remember them moving because I was friends with his sister. But the timelines as a kid, time is like, what is time? You know, right. Well, you everything was last night. There. If you, you ask Wilson, yeah. mm-hmm. I did not connect the Lydia dots. Lydia called it, um, uh, yesternight and yeah. last, and last day. Yeah. My Wilson. kid said Lester day. Yeah. Lesterday. Yeah. Wilson calls it. He's, he does the exact same thing. Yesternight, last day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so I just really hadn't done the math on that time, but they did come they moved away for a few years and they came back. But when they came back, he was already in college. And so um, the reality is they did do something and they also did do nothing, but they did do something. Mm-hmm. And if I had known that, I think that would have changed a lot. I think, thank God, my mom and I are extremely close and we're still best friends. But I now am feeling like, oh man, you really you got really spicy, Amanda. When things got heated, I took it up a notch because I was starting at 60 with you. Because Mm -hmm. if you were going to tell me, oh, you know, don't put Ava Rose in timeout. I'm like, don't tell me how to parent my kid. Like I, I think I know how to parent my kid. Yeah. Like I would just, you know, look what you did. Yeah. I would just like lock in and be like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not taking advice from you right now. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And I can get really direct. That doesn't sound like you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but the, you Does know, breathe true to you. It's or? the truth. Twos go to eight. So, <laughs> so while I will always speak truth, but I, I wasn't tempering that. And also the truth that I was speaking was colored by a story that I wove together because I had no other explanation. Well, and the truth is it's somewhere between, you know, like it's somewhere your, between your parents are awesome. The and best. They had no idea what to do in that situation, nope. and did they did the best they could. They did with what they what. And they I had. can appreciate that now. And now I look at them as even just seeking counsel, as at least they believed me. Well, and and the truth also is that you, as a little girl, mm-hmm. who had that happen to you, mm-hmm. did not get all that you needed in the right. wake of that. Right. And and so looking back at that, how can you see? what God did 
how he brought you through that, mm-hmm. what he's, how, how you've done work, how he's done work on mm-hmm. that experience. Because I've worked with lots of sexual abuse yeah. victims and, and survivors and, mm-hmm. um, it can set you on a, a certain trajectory. Sure. And, um, and so what, what, looking back, how do you kind of see it now and how it's impacted you? Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting because I feel like um, it really only, when when I look back, I really only see it as starting to really impact me in a really tangible way once I became an adult and particularly once I became a parent. Um, and especially as I've entered into this stage where my daughter's the age that I was, um, it's it really made me well, until I learned this new information, it made me really, um, kind of angry and bitter. Mm. And so I think a big part of my personality and a big part of, I'm very direct. I'm very independent. I am very to the point. I don't tolerate injustices. I don't tolerate nonsense. Um, if someone is talking out of both sides of their mouth, I'm going to make sure that they know that I know. And Mm -hmm. that everybody here knows that I know that they know that we know Mm -hmm. we all Mm-hmm. that's like how I am. Um, and so I think it's kind of interesting because it's hard to answer that question because my whole, the truth of it is only, it's brand new for me now. Mm. And so I think when it comes to this topic, I'm obviously a work in progress. I told you guys, I joked, Justin's like, we're going to go broke on therapy because you're going to have to unpack this. <laughs> I was like, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, but I think, I think it gave me, um, if we're looking at the positives of it because of this and because of the way I perceived it as a kid, I became very independent. I became very self-sufficient. Um, and I think that that set me on a path of being comfortable stepping out and being comfortable, um, not necessarily following the norm and not necessarily doing the Christianese route. Um, I would say that my parents have, are very traditional in their approach to their faith and then their approach to how they witness and then their approach to how they live their life, um, as a witness. And I think for me, because I had the experience of feeling kind of like I'm out here on my own and I'm, I am ultimately the one that's going to take care of me. I started exploring outside of the church and outside of kind of the typical confines of your community is a bunch of people that are just like you and we all think the same. And I just kind of, I reinvented myself because of it. And I just was like, well, I'm going to be who I'm going to be. The people that were in place protect me didn't. I'm going to do my own thing. Um, and I think that set me up basically to to have a, this more diverse friend group in a lot of ways. And that God really protected you, your faith. Like oh, that yeah. you didn't that you didn't lose that. It was never at the center of it. Like as far as and I, I love, something that I questioned because of it. And I love that even with the hurt that you felt mm-hmm. with your mom, mm-hmm. that God protected that relationship all mm-hmm. these years. Oh yeah. Majorly. Right. And, yeah. and, then, and then it's just like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank like, God. I, and like, I, I I'm didn't like, even have all the facts. Can you imagine if that relationship mm-hmm. had come apart? And then I learned that this, right. That this, but also <laughs> like, I, I'm just telling you, like, I am just, I'm like, praise Jesus. Like <laughs> I, 
I feel a little bit vindicated. <laughs> I feel a, bit little, a little bit vindicated yeah. telling you, hey, telling the truth doesn't blow mm-hmm. up relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like telling the truth. That, that, doesn't yeah. mean, that, doesn't mean you, that, that doesn't mean your job is to out people. Right. And I, I think those were my exact words. But Absolutely. I was like, telling the truth does not. Telling your story. Telling your story yeah. does mm-hmm. not blow up relationships. Yeah. So not telling somebody else's story. Sit right. Not telling her story. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, I mean, I love, I mean, I just, I just. I just love that you did to me what is the most biblical thing that you could possibly do is the person that you you have conflict with mm-hmm. you you approached you loved yeah. and you you loved enough yeah. to mm-hmm. say hey this is this is what's this is what's yeah. stirring in me yeah. and um and and then um and then it's like I mean and and how how often is that true that it's like mm-hmm. we see in part. Like, oh my gosh. We, we mm-hmm. see she her. had no idea. That's the thing is, so we had this really brief conversation where she like dropped this bomb on me of it's like, like I was minutes, always very protected. Six, six minutes later, Amanda Snazzle has always like, been what? protected. <laughs> but then literally, I mean, I'll have to ask my mom, but it was something like three or four hours later, I was driving Wilson to T-ball and I called mom and I was like, I don't think you understand mm. like how, how rocked I am. And she was like, I guess I really don't. And I was like, mom, cause <laughs> like, she's always known it. She's always known. And so for Girl, her, I got your back. Yeah. She, she was like, and when I, she even brought that up, she's like, do you honestly think that mm. I was going to let something happen? And I was like, it didn't ever make any sense to me, but I had no evidence that anything was being done about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you think little so, firecracker yeah. joy Roberts isn't going to do something about it. I know. And so it was just kind of, it was funny because there's a lot of, there's a lot of apologies due because um, having that belief in my mind, it painted everything. And you can imagine how it would, how that would color every interaction you have with somebody mm-hmm. if you felt like you knew that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was something that was that personal and that painful and that enduring. And so it's like, yeah, every time I got mad at you, I got mad at mm. you. And I'm... I have been subjecting that to her to that for now 34 years. So it's interesting. Um, but I'm with you, Jessica. I agree. I think that a huge way that God showed up in this whole thing is that he protected me from, he protected our relationship, but he protected me from blowing this up because it, in this case, I think in any other situation, it might be in my nature to blow it up just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never did. It never did. And it made me, um, I have really tough skin because of it, you know, and it's something that I, in my time, I've had the opportunity to talk about this to a lot of people. Obviously you guys know in your profession that these kinds of things happen to a lot more people than people think, sure. but it's always very quiet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, well, a lot of I, people know this about me. Yeah. And I think there's also like, everybody doesn't have to know all your business. No, they absolutely don't. But there I mean, are people that are reaching out to be like, is this anybody else's business? And Amanda Snazzle's like, over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. That happened to me. And I'll talk about it. Um, and yeah, so it, you know, I guess it gave me something to talk about when well, I really didn't such, think I had to anything. To me, it, it's just a, a wonderful example of how God, God did not want that to happen. No. He did not cause that to happen. But man, he can masterfully use it mm-hmm. to to make something to bring something good out of that. Like right. you I you relating to somebody on a level that only you uniquely can because you've mm-hmm. been through something similar or mm-hmm. um even you in your own life being able to to have grace for your parents and go 
do I let one thing, obviously it wasn't totally true how you saw it, but do I let one thing, um, one mistake derail all of this other great stuff about them that I'm so thankful for. So I I just, I love that God can even use something horrible and awful and disgusting Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and bring out something positive and and yeah. like you said it potentially made you a little bit more fierce a little bit more independent a you little better bit more believe inclusive. i'm watching my kids yeah we don't believe right. in sleepovers but, at the snazzle house but mm. we love that brand we love that we love that amanda snazzle brand um laura do you have any more questions you know i i do i do have questions um I, we didn't really i was trying to chance. trap laura yeah, i was no. trying to trap laura but it didn't this work this is kind of a, a, another little bunny trail but we didn't get to hear Justin seems like such a sweet man to me. And I just wanted yeah. you to briefly tell us before we end how you met oh, sure. a little bit about him just because oh I think yeah, people always we, like to like, hear yeah, about Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think we were like gal pals already going yeah, in here. So. I, know, I know. Okay. So, yes, Justin is my husband. He is wonderful. Um, we've been together 10 years. We've been married for eight. He's from Richardson. He went to J.J. Pierce. Um, you'll remember Chuck's. The restaurant Chuck's that mm-hmm. used I to remember be. Chuck. Yeah. yeah, Justin used to be at Chuck's like every weekend, and so I'm like, how funny! We were probably playing Pac-Man next to each other. Yeah. Um, but so our paths probably crossed ten million times. That was like an after-church place that we always right there by. They had always. a good burger. Yes, yeah, and did. Justin was there, and he worked at the blockbuster that we were in movies from. So it's Stop just so it. funny. But um, Justin and I met at our first job out of college. We both do um, marketing work and development type of stuff. So we met there. We were just friends, but we connected over music. And so we would send each other over, you know, the internal chat, you know, listen to this band, listen to this song. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No secular music at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so we would send each other music. And um, there was a after work event that was like a karaoke thing. And we decided we should sing a song. We both knew we were musicians, but we had never, you know, played together at all. And um, we sang like a country love song duet. And was then... it Islands in the Stream? <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not. What was it? It was a Jason Aldean song. Um, She's too young for it to be Islands in the I Stream. I mean, everybody's I was too gonna, young for I, it to be Islands I, in the I Stream. I was thinking maybe, <laughs> maybe it could be, if it was you and I, it could be like Faith Hill, Tim McGraw. Oh, I love, uh-huh. yeah, we do some Faith Hill, Tim. But we did that, but it still didn't spark romance. Wait, so it was Jason Aldean? What it was, was it? a Jason Aldean song. Um, I'm trying to remember that. Is it? It might be Carrie Underwood. I'm trying to remember now. now What's the song? The you remember the song? Oh, you have to give me a minute. Spot. I'll circle back. Okay, It'll come circle. back to me. Anyway, continue. Uh, anyway, so we did that. I left the company. We kind of separated, and then um, a big group of people were going to do a happy hour together one night. I was like, sure, I'll be there. I haven't seen the group in forever. Everybody else got stuck in traffic and ultimately bailed, and it was the two of us. And we were oh, cute. We were at How the restaurant from like no six until closing, between. and we've been together oh, wow. ever since. And yeah, oh, and he's we and then he proposed to me at that restaurant. Ha, ha. Oh, did he really? That's he real did. Sweet. He's a he's a really creative guy. Um, he's he's super creative. I always joke. I'm like, I cannot even write in cursive. And Justin can like make movies, commercials, graphic design, print design, video design, sound design. Like he's just, he is so creative. He's everything that I'm not. Um, he's awesome. He's a fabulous dad. Um, yeah. Cool. He's the best. I got really he lucky. He seems real sweet. I kissed a few frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? But yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, 
I would say he's my better half. He's my, he's very even keel, which I needed in my life. Um, but he appreciates my brand of spice, mm -hmm. so he he knows who I am. Well, it's hard not to like you, Amanda Snow. Oh, well, that's not, not true. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I like me some people that it's like love me or hate me, but spare me your indifference. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. You, okay. <laughs> I like that gal. I like Church, that gal. I promise I am approachable. Please approach no, me. No, <laughs> she's wonderful. She's wonderful. 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 Yes. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We, sure. I mean, like I said, Laura, Laura and I love you. We already loved you. We knew we would love you. It's so fun to have you here. Um, and just thank, thank you for trusting us with, with that story. Thanks sure. for trusting the church with that story. Yeah, you bet. That, you bet. And for, I, I just, I really do, and I know you're wrapping it up. I just love that you handled it so directly. You know, that's that, her brand. That's my brand. Yeah. That you did that with <laughs> it your mom. It only took me, I guess, technically 28 years to handle it directly, but I eventually did. 28 years in the podcast. 28 <laughs> exactly. years of forced hand. And right. a Jessica Denny call when I'm at Mimosa <laughs> Park with Wilson. <laughs> there you go. Well, yes, well, thank you well for coming on. Well yeah. Yes, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. It was, it was our pleasure. And uh, thank you guys for joining us on Embarrassment and Riches. <laughs>